What's going on, Wolves? It's Lotus Alova here, and I'm bringing you another episode of Loba Land, the audio wellness experience. I am your host and guide on this magical mystery matcha journey that we'll be taking today. And first and foremost, I want to check in and see how are you feeling? How are you feeling in your body, in your mind, in your heart? We just recently had the Lionsgate portal open, and I felt like my heart cracked open, and all the softness and love within me came oozing out. And as a Scorpio stellum, it was a little like, ugh, but ultimately, I really enjoyed it and loved it. I love Leo energy. I think out of all the other seasons besides Scorpio season and maybe sad season, I really enjoy Leo season a lot. Like, it's giving chef's kiss. I want to know how you're feeling. Let me know in the comments. You can always write back to the podcast. If you're watching on Spotify, hi, do you guys like the outfit? (laughs) It's giving. If you're not watching on Spotify, you should definitely watch on Spotify. I mean, all the other platforms are real, 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 real cute. And whatever's more accessible to you but i mean i'm giving looks and you get to like see me and i just feel like it makes it more intimate you know if you can head over to spotify and subscribe and rate will be great this season of the podcast we have recentered it around the practitioner i feel like practitioner healer guide uh trends going on a lot of whitewashing and wellness and i think we can get very lost in what a practitioner does and the type of life that they live professionally and personally. I think these things are super important when someone is holding space for you to go on your own wellness journey. You should know how they are living their lives. Are they practicing what they preach or are they just reading from a book? Because a lot of y'all are reading from books, but we're going to talk about that later. That's a different episode. Essentially, I wanted to create a safe space for practitioners to come and unwind, to have resources, to support their communities and themselves, and for them not to feel like they're alone. Because as a practitioner, sometimes the work that we do can be very isolating, and it's important to have community. So if you identify as a practitioner, a guide, a healer, a diviner, whatever it is, this is a safe space for you. And if you happen to be a part of someone's community, I also encourage you to listen to the episodes and share them because it helps you be a better community member if you understand and can have a different perspective on how your practitioner is showing up in your life. So far, we've gone over what a practitioner is and how they help you get your shit together. That was the first episode. Then we went into why energy is a healing art form and that it is art and it is creativity and that there needs to be more respect around energy work because the fuck I don't understand it and then we also went over like why practitioners can be a little salty and how you can prevent that on both ends how you can prevent it as a practitioner by setting healthier boundaries and how you as a community member can honor your practitioner's boundaries or help them set it they don't have it themselves a lot of practitioners tend to be super givers and it's very hard for us to know when to stop That's why I always advocate for taking time out to know who you are, getting to better identify how your energy shows up in your body will allow you to set better boundaries. If I want a boundaries episode, I think I have one, but if not, I can always do a refresh and remix. So let me know if you guys want a a boundaries episode because your girl's big on boundaries, okay? She's really big on boundaries. Be sure to run back those episodes or share them with someone you love that you can gain those insights so that your community can have those insights and we can continue to elevate the wolf gang 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 energy okay now today we're talking about being obsessed with your community and why it's foundational to your success and your peace of mind but before we dive into that let's recenter let's regroup wherever you are if you're able to close your eyes close your eyes if you're uncomfortable with closing your eyes i want you to focus your intention and your attention on your third eye your eyes should be completely open but recenter think to your third eye okay? and i just want you to drop back into your body Take a moment to notice your breath. Is it deep and nourishing? Maybe it's a little short and shallow. 
really allow yourself to be here in this moment with us, with me. Take a nice deep inhale, breathing into the sitting space, filling up the root chakra with fresh air, allowing that air to rise up through the sacral, into the solar, through the heart, into the throat, and when you're ready, a slow, deliberate exhale release, dropping the shoulders. Beautiful. Unclenching the jaw, relaxing the face, relaxing the scalp, the eyebrows, the forehead, the eyelids, your cheeks. Take another deep inhale, breathing into the root chakra, breathing in the energy from the earth, pulling up through the body, through the vessel, and when you're ready, slow, deliberate, exhale, release. Beautiful job. And if you notice any discomfort in the body, I want you to take that next inhale and breathe into that space. Literally pull up the discomfort and then exhale, giving yourself space and peace within the body. Beautiful job. Another deep inhale, breathing in to the core of our being, allowing our body to fill up with fresh, nourishing air, open mouth, exhale, release, really activate that vagus nerve, telling your body that it is okay, that you are safe, and that you can relax. Beautiful job. Maybe you notice on that next inhale that you want to bring a smile to your face because you're feeling really good. You just realize like, wow, it only took me a few moments to recenter myself and I want to celebrate that with a smile. So take that inhale, smile, and exhale, release. And we set the intention that as we move forward in this podcast episode and the rest of our day and whatever it is that we choose to do in this life, that we recenter ourselves in our divine truth and our divine knowing that we are made for peace, for bliss, for pleasure, for joy, for play. That we are meant to bloom, to flourish, to nourish, to care, to love, to remember. May we never forget that. When you're ready, slowly open your eyes and come back to the space you're in or refocus yourself if your eyes are already open, okay? And I hope you're feeling as zen out as I'm feeling, because I'm feeling great after that, all right? Let's seal off that meditation with a little cheers. I hope you have matcha with you, because I know I do. <laughs> On the count of three, one, two, three, salute. Nice sip. Mm. I don't know if you guys can hear all of like, the deliciousness happening in this mason jar, but it's really, I'm going to take a second sip, because... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, do you guys like this? I'm not a big ASMR person. I don't know, people love it. So if you like it, I'll continue to give you guys some more ASMR for matcha. <laughs> See how fun that is. Let's talk about matcha because matcha has been life. Okay? Never get it twisted. Remember here, I've been talking about matcha since 2014, 2015. It's always been that girl. Just like wearing hoop earrings and lip gloss and having your hair in a tight bun has always been black and brown. Not the clean girl aesthetic. Yes, I went there because I don't understand how people continue to co-op black things. Like we're not going to say anything about it. It's wild to me. Matcha as your summer 
go-to latte is a no-brainer for so many reasons. So I actually want to share a little fun matcha fact, if you will, to keep you on the green team this summer and always, because again, matcha is a year-round drink, baby. You can have tea iced, you can have it warm, you can blend it into ice cream, you can make it into pancakes. There's just so many ways that you can allow matcha to shine in your life. So let it shine bright. Matcha contains large amounts of polyphenols, which are natural organic compounds that are found in plants, right? And they have incredible benefits for our bodies. They've actually been confirmed to protect the skin from damaging effects of the sun, especially those UV rays that we be trying to like duck and dodge out there. They also protect our skin against any pollutants and they neutralize free radicals. Free radicals are somewhat unstable atoms that can damage cells and can cause illness. Now, not all free radicals are bad, but if you want to just kind of, just to be aware of the fact that free radicals can also be damaging, matcha helps to alleviate that damage. And it allows us to age more gracefully. So a lot of people will use matcha, be it directly on the skin or drinking it to help with premature aging. It's whatever feels best for you. You know, I'm all about aging. I can't wait to get older. It's not a thing for me to maintain my youth as long as I feel young at heart. Always excited for that crone energy. When I was younger, my biggest thing was like to be a grandmother. I still don't know how that's gonna work, but that was my that was my goal in life as a child. This continues to make matcha that girl. I'm that girl. <laughs> matcha is that girl during the summertime and if you want that beautiful glow you know what to sip on i mean this glow hello it's what i'm feeding my body it's what i'm feeding my mind and my spirit you guys probably want to know what i'm sipping on today so in this cute little mason jar here let's see if i can like do my little youtube hands you can see the color the color is like a little darker green than normal that's because i added cacao powder maca root and then i did seven mushrooms so i'm gonna see if i can remember them all off the top of my head it is reishi chaga is it chaga i say chaga it might be chaga y'all but i say chaga because chaga sounds cuter <laughs> lion's mane cordyceps mataki here's the bag if you guys are watching on spotify you'll be able to see it so they're all the <laughs> I forgot turkey tail and shiitake, but all of the mushrooms are here. It's organic. It's a really cute blend. I just do half a teaspoon of that, half a teaspoon of ceremonial matcha from Matchaful. You guys know that's my favorite one to use at the house. Some cinnamon. I did a half a teaspoon of maca and cacao powder mix that I have. I blended it up with some collagen that I'm using currently because I'm really working on keeping my joints moist. Um, but it also helps with like keeping your skin feeling fresh and supple looking youthful, helping with your nails and things like that. I have some alternative motives with my matcha. You don't have to add collagen, but I have the Neocell collagen powder in there as well. Some honey and cinnamon, of course, for the blessings and the abundance, a nice big ice cube in it. And we have this delicious drink. Go ahead and tag me. I always use a recipe in the show notes so you can either run back that piece that we just talked about or go to the show notes and check it out and make it, take a picture of it. If you're ever making matcha, like think of me, send me a picture, tag me or whatever. I really love it so much. I cannot express it enough. It brings me so much joy seeing your matcha pancakes, your matcha waffles, uh, your ice matchas, your hot matchas, your like matcha concoctions with like golden milk. I love it all. I save them all. Please tag me at Lotus Aloba on Instagram or TikTok or Pinterest. I just want to be in the matcha mix with you, baby. I love matcha. Now that we know why matcha is that girl, let's get into why it's so important for you to be obsessed with your community. And I say obsessed, and I know you might get a little alarmed by that word, but sit with it because 
it doesn't have to be as serious as you're making it. It does do a lot to shift your perspective when you come from that mindset of like a healthy obsession, okay? And those things do exist. Hence my love for matcha and Pilates and bar and breath work and meditation. Certain things can just be very healthy for you even if you kind of obsess over it a little bit. First and foremost, doing things like sharing your life's passion with people who truly don't value you, it's for the birds, period. So if you're a practitioner and you have it on your heart to share your Reiki magic or your crystal healing or your card reading, you really wanna make sure that people you're sharing it with value it. Otherwise, you just become bitter. You become jaded, you become closed off. And then that creates this really ugly cycle in wellness where you have like the wellness practitioners who maybe started off with a really soft heart and you know got ripped off or were mistreated and then they became very cold and then they were cold to their community and the community internalized that and it becomes a very weird cycle so you want to make sure that like people care about what that you're doing right your community needs to appreciate just how dope you are and the best way to ensure that is to be obsessed with your community. Being obsessed with your community makes the whole dynamic healthier. I know it sounds counterproductive, but hear me out. When you are in this obsession, this it's almost like a flow, an overflow, if you will. And if you wanna replace being an overflow as opposed to being obsessed, whatever floats your boat, essentially you're in flow, right? You are naturally all in with your client, your community, your students. You're invested in seeing them thrive because you care so deeply, because you're in that overflow, because you have that obsession. Like, I am obsessed with my wolves. They know that. Y'all know this. I'm very obsessed. I check in on y'all to see how you're doing. I send you guys very transparent emails about my life so that we can talk about it together. I truly care so deeply for each and every one of you, whether you're a podcast listener, whether you're part of my memberships, whether you are one of my students from when I'm guest teaching or speaking, whether I, you're a follower on social media, like I really care for your wellness and your experience. I answer DMs as best as I can because sometimes I do get a bit overwhelmed um, because I want you to know that like I do care and that I am here and that this is a safe space. And if I can provide any type of resource to help you navigate what you're experiencing, I'm going to do that for you because I'm obsessed with wolves. I'm obsessed with my gang, gang, gang energy. Like it's really, we put up on the scene. Like I will go out for a matcha date with one of my listeners. Like I, that's, that's who I am because I care so deeply for your experience because I have this healthy obsession. Y'all also have this connection with me where you know that I'm genuine, you know that I'm authentic, you know that I give a fuck. And you know that when you are coming to experience me, whether it be in person or virtually, um, whether it be through something pre-recorded or live, I'm going to give you all that I have in that moment, and it's going to be a vibe, simply because I'm obsessed with you. You really want to make sure that you have that love for your community because it does make it healthier. Y'all feel my obsession for you. You guys know, like, oh no, like, Lo really gives a fuck about us. Like, she's not just posting the post. Like, these are actual techniques and tools that I can use in this moment that are going to, like, give me immediate gratification or refortify a mindset that I know to be true in my life. And I think all practitioners should hopefully can get into a space like that. And it's going to be all the time. Like, I'm not thinking about y'all 24-7. I do have a life. <laughs> I just want to make sure that you know that you're loved, you know? And I understand how energy works. And I don't have to be in direct communication with you to send you love. I light candles. Um, I say prayers. I, I do whatever comes to mind for my wolves. Sometimes I tell y'all about it. Sometimes I don't. That's also just a part of our dynamic. It's whatever feels good. But because I'm obsessed with y'all, 
those ideas, those sparks to connect with you, they come so much more organically because I'm thinking of you. And I'm just like, oh, let me see how they're doing. Let me check it on them real quick. Let me send a little email, whatever the case is. That I feel like is such a beautiful way to operate as a practitioner. It just lets go of like all of the stress and like processing and like tapping into your logical side and it overwhelming you type thing. I'm really in flow with y'all because I'm obsessed, period. So the second point I want to make is being obsessed helps you weed out those you don't want to work with. Just because you are gifted, just because you are a practitioner, doesn't mean you have to work with everybody. I tell people that all the time, like, I'm not meant for everybody. I hope y'all don't think that that's the case. Is what I'm teaching universal wisdom? Yes. So however you identify in this world, you can learn something from what I'm teaching because these are universal concepts. However, how I express them and teach them and cultivate them is through a black femme lens. Okay, so if you don't have an appreciation for that lens, then I'm probably not for you. And I think it's so interesting that practitioners will be like, oh, well, you know, I want to have a bigger following. But it's like, at, at what cost, right? Because if they're not lighting you up, they're dimming your light. And that also means your community, your followers, your clients. Like if you get off a client call and they've stressed you out in your drain, that's not your client. Let that let them go. Please don't just do things for money's sake. I know sometimes as a beginning practitioner, we're already struggling with pricing ourselves. We're going to have another episode. I think September's episode is going to be on pricing and how to better price yourself and how to better negotiate as a practitioner to get what you deserve, especially as a Black practitioner, because that's a whole other concept and a whole other experience. But I know it's hard for us to add value, financial value, monetary value to what that we do because we feel so conflicted because it's this natural gift that we have and also we just want to help heal our community. But it's so important that you don't let that mindset block you in attracting dream clients. Every single person that I have worked with one-on-one in my community, in my memberships, in my classes, even on lives. I think I had like one time when we had like a troll and y'all just, it was gang energy. I felt really bad for that person. I was like, damn, sorry to that man. (laughs) But essentially everyone I've ever worked with a dream, a dream. I adore y'all so much. My one-on-one clients, they're like my girlfriends. They're, it's very much a family. It's very much a sisterhood. I just want that for practitioners. I see my calendar light up of like, okay, you have a a one-on-one here. You have a reading here, this, this, and this. I'm so excited because I get to hold space for you. I get to check in on you. I get to tell you how special and wonderful you are. I get to remind you of your power. I get to see you remember your power. It's such a beautiful healing experience. I can't imagine how depressing and heavy and ugh, my life would feel if I was just doing it for money and allowing anybody to be my client. So whether that means you have like a screening process, for me, my energy is pretty clear. I don't attract people who are not ready to receive me, which is a blessing. Have a a screening process, right? I don't do consultation calls because I don't understand the concept personally from what it is that I do. Maybe you want to do like an intake survey to see what their needs are and see if you can provide it for them. For my one-on-one clients is if you work with me, I have you do a intake form where you're taking about five or six different personality tests and I interpret them so I can know how to talk to you how I can better serve you and the intention you have in your life and for us communicating with each other. Usually my clients are dream clients and I want that for you too. Maybe you want to do a consultation call and have a 10 minute, 15 minute conversation with them to see if they're a good fit. Other than that, if they do not light you up, let them go, tweet it. Do not continue to be in service of people who do not value you, who will not see you, who will not honor you, who also will not acknowledge the presence you have in their life. 
because I also feel like that's very disrespectful when you're working with someone and you give them this insight or this wisdom and then they go on and act as if that just came to them on their own and that you didn't just spend your talent and technique and skill set helping them navigate something and making it clear it's for them. We talk about this a lot in the first episode of like that feeling of like, was that? Okay, sure. That was all you. Say less. That's also part of having that obsession. It helps you to weed them out. You can know like, okay, you're not going to give me the experience that I need as a practitioner. That means that I can't give you the experience that you need as my client or my community member. Last but not least, we have being obsessed keeps you focused. Like I said before, I adore my clients, my students, wolf gang, gang, gang energy so much that the adoration I have for you fuels me to continue walking my talk, expanding my knowledge, and showing up in spaces, okay? My love for my community, my obsession keeps me focused. It keeps me like, okay, girl, you got to finish the certification because when you can do this, you can better help your community. So get it together. It allows me to be like, okay, going to this event would allow me to have a better experience for my community. Um, even though I might be feeling a little anxious, you know, there's still moments of social anxiety. But ultimately, if I can show up in this space, I can then relay whatever insights and messages back to my community. I can lead by example. I'm always willing to lead by example for y'all. I think that is one of my primary experiences in life is to lead by example. And I think I do a fairly good fucking job at <laughs> doing it. Sometimes to my own detriment, but that's that's neither here nor there. Because I'm so obsessed, I'm so focused. I get up every day between 5 and 7 a.m. naturally because I know when I get up early, I can take care of myself. That means I'll be overflowing with energy for my clients to get the readings done, to do the care sheets for the one-on-ones, to write out the curriculum for the classes. It becomes so much more easier because I want to make sure that when we do experience each other or when you do experience content from me, that you can feel my energy off the screen, that you can feel my energy off the page, that you know for a fact, like, damn, Lotus really showing me mad love right now. I can sense her love. I can feel her love. And that love is empowering me to expand myself and to show my own love to my own communities. That is the level of focus. So I am almost certified in almost 12 different healing modalities. I bring them together as a hybrid experience, but like not all of them I'm going to continuously do, right? So I'm certified in Reiki. Love Reiki. I do Reiki a lot for my meditations or for my one-on-one clients. But it is not something that I would promote as a standalone experience with me. It's woven into the work that I do. Do I love and appreciate Reiki? Of course. That's why I got the certification. It is not my primary goal to teach Reiki, right? Whereas for EFT, that's a primary goal for me right now. I love teaching EFT. I love letting you guys in on that process and how to create your own scripts and how to tap in if you're feeling grief or if you're excited or if you want to be more sensual. That is a primary goal of mine. So that certification really, that skill set, that talent really shines for me, right? Because I'm obsessed with EFT currently. I'm not as obsessed with Reiki, though I do have that experience. I say that to say that if you are multi-talented and multifaceted, it also helps to know like what you're obsessed with right now. I'm obsessed with EFT now. That might not be the case a few months from now. It might not be the case tomorrow, to be honest with you. But essentially, I'm open to following where that obsession takes me. So if it's EFT right now, and then it goes to hypnotherapy, so be it. As long as I'm feeling fueled up on it, as long as I can center myself and know that when I 
tap into this skill set and I express it to y'all, it's going to help y'all feel better. I'm willing to do it. And I, I really enjoy that. And I really want all of my wolves to have that clarity for yourself moving forward, be it a practitioner or a part of someone's community. Like, are you obsessed with your practitioner? You know, and granted, I do think that in the reverse, it can be a little unhealthy because <laughs> you're centering your attention on one person where like, I'm centering my attention on a whole community. So it's a little more diversified. There's a lot of y'all that I can give my love and attention to. But do you have this deep appreciation for your practitioner? Do they light you up when you see them come on your social media or in their or in your inbox? Are you reading their emails or are you just skipping over them? Are you clicking and supporting and buying their their products um and going to their events and sharing their events, sharing their podcast episodes? Like are you so enthralled and thrilled by your practitioner? And if you're not, then here's an invitation to lovingly let them go. Your practitioner may be salty about it, but that's their business. That really has nothing to do with you. Go and find someone that like, it feels like home when you're together. That's why I love saying like the healing home girl. Like I say this all the time. I received that compliment and then I received it a few other times from other clients. And it was such a sweet thing to hear. Or when you guys call me wolf mother, like I love it. It gives me this understanding that you guys get me and I get you and that this is a thing. Like we're, we're an item. <laughs> love this for us. I really hope that these understandings of how you can be obsessed with your community, with your clientele, really propel you forward this month and hereafter, whether you're watching this in real time or not, listening to it in real time or not too. I just want you to be obsessed with your life and with practitioners, what we do professionally is such a big part of our lives. Like my professional work is woven into my personal life like crazy because I practice self-care, because I practice ancestral work, because I practice energy work. Like what I teach benefits me personally, right? So it's all woven together. But I can't imagine doing these things every day and not feeling obsessed. And I feel like it's a lot easier to sustain that obsession, that overflow. Because when I am taking care of myself, I'm cultivating that inner world, that inner energy, that infinite energy that's within me. And then it's calling you in. And then it's that beautiful cycle over and over again. It's very sustainable. And I know obsession has a very negative connotation to it. So again, if you want to use overflow, whatever the case is, it's a very sustainable thing to do as a practitioner, when you really give a fuck about your community, when you really give a fuck about what it is that you're doing and showing up as. So I really hope that this episode resonates with you, that you it has your wheels turning, that it's making you feel like, damn, I really am doing what I'm here to do. Or it's calling you to redefine what it is that you do for work. And it's telling you like, hey, actually, I don't fucking like what I'm doing. Let me switch it up. Let me go and explore and get to know more of who I am to see what is that I'm actually here to bring to the world. Just because you're multi-talented doesn't mean you have to give and make every single talent profitable. I'm going to just for you to enjoy. So sit with yourself, see what feels good, and let me know. Reach out. You guys can check out the email list, the Wolfgang email list. I have the link in show notes for you. I have been sending out weekly emails because your girl is obsessed with you, okay? 
they've been really, really good. I also dropped my first digital product, which is the Lotus Life Deck. And we had a masterclass on it on the 7th of August, right before the Lionsgate portal to manifest collectively. It was a vibe. I'm going to put those together and give you a very cute digital offering, most likely this week, so that you can continue to tap into that Lionsgate energy or whatever portal is open currently when you're watching this or listening to this episode, because there are a lot of portals. I just happen to really love Lionsgate because of that Leo energy. So you guys can check out the Lotus Life deck. And then of course, join any of my memberships. We have the Sweet Life membership for EFT. And then we have the Mystical Mystery School. If you're into learning how to tap into the feminine divine energy to better show up in your life, to navigate the challenges and obstacles that come into your life, to experience more pleasure, then you can join the Mystery School. You guys know that I'm the creative director for House of Soul. We currently have three spots open for our Curacao retreat. We opened them back up because y'all were really, really excited. So we expand. We have three more spots open. If you want to come with us to Curacao early October, I believe the 13th to the 17th, come through, link up. It was literal magic last year. Such a healing experience for me as a practitioner, which is very rare on retreats or um, conferences where I feel that nourished back. Usually I know I'm coming there to give. And I received so much going to Curacao as a practitioner. We're going back again because that country is so healing. It is such a beautiful experience to be a part of, to be with a whole bunch of Black femmes and just enjoying ourselves, enjoying the sun, really tapping into the beauty around us and the beauty within our lives. It was transformational. And I know that this year is going to be even bigger and better. We have so many beautiful things planned for you. CBD massages as soon as you touch down, like, come on, photo shoot, okay, buy a black woman, all right, private dinners, private beach day, like, private island day, excuse me, pardon, yacht, like, we're doing it up, everyone wants to be a part of it, so if it's something that you feel you want to learn more about, check the show notes for the link, and then, of course, we have a Hill Girl Summer happening in real time, August 21st, in Philly, we're going to be doing this beautiful outdoor experience where we'll be hiking we'll do a sound healing session journaling i'll be doing an infused guided meditation we'll have vendors there it's cannabis friendly plant medicine friendly so if you want to come through we have a few more tickets left we're making this a very intimate experience come through i left that in the show notes as well i love you so much thank you for tuning in i hope you're enjoying your matcha and your motherfucking life okay and i will see you for the next episode Love you so much, Wolf. Bye.